0: We back, we back, we back, we back. Yo, peace and love. It's your boy DJ Almighty, a.k.a. Big Tone, a.k.a. your baby mama's best friend. <laughs> Yo, before we even get started, I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I wish I could give everybody hugs. I wish I can have a shot of Hennessy with everybody that's been supporting me. Um, we are almost at 800 plays and this is actually the one-year anniversary of Single Father Point of View. So give yourself a round of applause, man, for everybody who's been sticking with me. You know, from episode one to right now, there's so many names to shout out. So I can't shout everybody out. But I know, um, I, f- first of all, I know a lot of females tune in um, and understand I get advice from the females, fellas. So I'm bringing all this insight and it's coming from also some you know, female guidance. Um, And at the same time, man, you know, I just want to thank everybody for giving me the opportunity to have this platform. So I want to shout out Anchor FM. I want to shout out Spotify. I want to shout out um, Apple Podcasts. Thank you all, you know, for allowing me to um, share my voice with the world, um, share my voice and my experiences. And when I initially started this, I never knew where it was going to go. Um, but we have been on a roller coaster ride, and that's a positive for me. And when I say a roller coaster ride, that means a lot of ups, um, a lot of twists and turns, um, never no downs, you know, because what we do over here is win. Um, this has been something that has taken off to a whole different level for me. Um, and I wanna shout out my homegirl, Miss Chris. So if you go over to my Instagram page at Tony Evans 1748 you'll see a picture of me and my homegirl, Miss Chris. I want you to hit her link. Uh, we just had a phenomenal conversation about having sex on the first night as single parents. Um, and I think that's an important conversation. Um, but what I mean when I'm saying that this platform is taken off is that, you know now I have a weekly um, situation where I'm creating content to provide new episodes for you guys for season three. Um, And now I have a monthly interview session with my homegirl, Miss Chris, talking about single parent issues. And, um, you know, I want to just like I said, man, I want to give a shout out to everybody out there that is that's giving me support, that's giving me advice, that's giving me topics Um, and all the people out there that I don't know about, you know, um, you know, keep hitting that button, keep hitting that subscribe button, keep hitting those plays because I see them. And I appreciate you. So with that being said, we're gonna keep it, you know, keep it going. And season three is gonna be here um real soon. And like I said before, we're gonna t- talk about the college years and the developmental years of myself, and then um, talk about some real important factors that I think a lot of people might need to hear, especially ones who have kids going to college or that might already be in college. Um is just to give you some insight just to see what's going on in those dorms and see what's going on in those college campus so you can be a a better parent for your child. Um, and then today's conversation, man, we're going to piggyback off what me and Ms. Chris' conversation was on my interview on Instagram. And we're talking about three topics. You know, I always know I keep it funky with the three topics. Um, we're talking about having sex unprotectedly, called raw dogging. That's what raw dogging is, man. We're going to talk about that. And then we're also gonna talk about dating older women. And does that mean that they're more professional acting or does that mean that they act, you know, just like somebody else um, that might just be, you know, 21 years old. And then we're gonna talk about um, last but not least, having a vasectomy. Now I dropped a a bomb on Miss Chris um, Instagram thing that I told her that I got a vasectomy. And we're gonna talk more about that in this conversation. So sit back, relax. Um, if you at the gym, you know, get on that treadmill. If you, um, mowing the lawn, you know what I mean? Shoveling the snow, whatever you're doing, you might be in your car, man. Turn me up, man. And I just want you to sit back and enjoy this episode, all right? Let's go. So, the first thing we're talking about is, um, raw dogging, right? What that means, unprotected sex. So, um, me, myself, that's never been my thing. Um, going back from high school, going back to college, going back, um, to my dating life after college, and then after the divorce, um, having sex unprotectedly has never been my thing. Unless I've been dating with someone for a long duration, and you know, going through those different type of steps and processes with someone, where you can kind of figure what's going on, or you know, you have those different STI tests. But um, it's never been my thing, and I tell you why, um, because in high school, I knew I wanted to go play college basketball. So I didn't want to get no shorties pregnant in Chicago and then knowing that I'm stuck in Chicago and I can never chase my dreams. Um, so that was very important to me. And I'm not going to say what age I lost my virginity. I'll save that for episode seven when I'm talking about who I be, you know, and what that means is who I be means is just a self description of who I am. And I'll never really have went through the different layers of who I am and where I've, you know, how I grew up and stuff like that. So episode seven is going to be about that. But right now we're on episode five. Um, But you know, in high school, I never really um, had unprotected sex like that. That wasn't my thing. Um, I was always scared to have a baby in high school because my mother had me as a teenager and I just knew the struggles that she had. Um, and, and I had friends in high school who had kids and I just knew the struggles that they were going through. Um, so I didn't want to do that. And then going to college now, so I played, um, two years junior college in Iola, Kansas, and then one year at Southeast Oklahoma State in Durant, Oklahoma. Now, no disrespect to none of them cities. I want to give all, all respect due to both of those cities, um, because they helped mold me. They helped raise me. Um, but at the same time, me being a Chicago dude, I didn't want to get stuck. You know, I didn't want to get, um, I don't want to have to come back to these towns, you know, if I got somebody pregnant. I wanted to go to the NBA. That was my intent of going and playing college basketball to go to the NBA. I wasn't going to play ball just to be a collegiate athlete. My intent was to be a professional athlete. So I always had that in the back of my head that I don't want to get any female pregnant. Um, And, you know, and I can't travel and then I can't, you know, um, go to Europe and stuff like that. And I had a homeboy too that had gotten into some issues with some child support, and he didn't even know about, and he couldn't get his passport, and he had an opportunity to go play ball overseas, you know. So those things with having unprotected sex, it comes with not just having kids, man, but it comes with this whole complexity of STIs, um, you know, and and getting HIV and getting gonorrhea and all these different type of things and herpes, man. The H dog is like Wu Tang, it's forever. You feel me? Herpes is like wu chain. You feel me? It's forever. Um, herpes don't go nowhere. You know what I mean? Just like the, you know, just like the head, man, it don't go nowhere. And and it's dangerous out here. It's 2020 and it just kind of seems like people are OK and comfortable with having sex unprotectedly. And I don't know when that started um, because I just remember back in college when I was in college between 99 and 05, you know, females was adamant about, you know, having that Jimmy hat on tight. You know what I mean? Like, man, you got to have a condom. You got to have a condom. And I was good with that. No problem. But like now being 39 years old, it just seems like women are just so comfortable having sex unprotectedly. And, you know, all the ladies out there don't get it twisted. I know it's some dirty, some dirty dogs out there. That's like, yo, let me go in raw rizzle too. And I get that. Um, But I'm just speaking from a man's point of view. So you got to give me my, my, my platform. You know what I mean? I know there's some dirty dudes out there that's okay with going in raw rizzle, I get it. But I never really would have thought after my divorce when I got back into that swing of dating, you know, that these women are just like, yeah, go ahead if you want. And I'm like, what? You know, I'm I'm over here like, oh, oh. You know what I mean, with, with, with the dog face turning my head sideways and and I'm not an advocate of that, you know what I mean? I keep that that thing close. You know, so um it's never been my thing unless you know I'm with a a um a long tongue partner, you know somebody that I'm with that you know you can check out what's going on with them like I said man um and you know it's one of them things like don't don't get it twisted, I've made mistakes, you feel me and and all praise to the most high man, I never had any kids out of wedlock um you know, meaning before I got married, I never cheated on my wife but um, before I got married, you know, I never had no kids before, um, for, before my marriage. So it's just like one of them things, man, it's like, it's, it's dangerous out here, you know? And, um, and females are giving these raw dog passes out along with the coochie coupons. So you got to think, man, if they letting you go in raw, they let everybody go in raw. Like, you're not nothing special, homie. You feel me? Like you ain't nothing special, um, I knew a female out here in Grand Rapids. I'ma keep it funky with you. I know a female out here in Grand Rapids. I didn't mess with Shorty. I didn't mess with her. But she um had a one night stand with an NBA dude. You know what I mean? And and I ain't saying no names. I ain't saying no teams. But he went in raw. You know, and um and it's one of them things, it's like and, and, and homie. Might be married, might not, but I'm sure he got females on... You know what I mean? So it's like, these dudes going in raw. He an NBA dude and he just met Shorty at the bar. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, come on, man. You know, you don't know what people got. You don't know who they messing around with. You don't know who they kissing. And I'm going to give you a little sidebar. I'm going to give you a little jewel. You know what I mean? Because I call myself the big homie. If you meet someone, of course you use protection, always. But if you meet someone... And, you know, you do engage on sex on the first night um, or, you know, y'all dating for a week or a month or however long it takes, I encourage you to use saran wrap. Yeah, you heard me right. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. The same saran wrap you just used to wrap them, them, them greens up with. That one, you put the, the saran wrap over the greens for Thanksgiving. You put the saran wrap over the little macaroni drink. You know what I mean, that same saran wrap. I'm not saying I use it, but somebody done told me that somebody else done told them that if you use saran wrap, you can engage in oral sex safely. That's what they said. So (laughs) you heard me right. Saran wrap. You know what I mean? So you can get the saran wrap and you can use that for oral sex. That's a way that you can have protected oral sex. I'm not saying I use it. I'm just saying somebody done told me because somebody done told them. You feel me? <laughs> but yo, so it's one of them things, man, like you got to be safe out here because it's a dangerous game. It's a dangerous game of people rolling the dice. Um, you don't know what's going on out here in these streets, man. You just met Shorty, and I don't care if you met Shorty for a month, I don't care if you met her for three, y'all been dating for three months and she and she, y'all finally engaged. You never know. That she might be dating two other dudes on the side, and it's the same way for females. You might be dating him, and you don't know what he doing on the side, shorty. You know what I mean? And, and I'm going to keep it G real with you. A lot of these dudes right now, man, be on a download, And as a GED teacher, it's my due diligence to give these females this insight. Because if you understand the game, understanding black women, HIV numbers are going up in drastic numbers. And it's because their boyfriends be on a download, bringing that stuff back home. You feel me? So you got to be very conscientious, man. You just, you know, like homeboy be out here doing some download stuff, coming back to the crib with the sour pickles. You feel me? You don't want that, man. And then now you come to me and, and not knowing that you got something and talking about, yeah, go ahead, go in raw, big tone. Go in, go ahead. Go ahead, go raw, big. No. No, no, no. Not doing it. You feel me? We're not doing it. You're not trying to give me that sour pickle, you know, so... That's one of the things, man, you got to be very conscientious of who you land down with. And I understand, like I said on Miss Chris show, I'm not opposed to having sex on the first night. If it's a chemistry, if it's a vibe there, and that does not mean that I'm going to go in raw rizzle and you can still be dating somebody for six months and still using a condom. I've been there and done it. I've dated women for long durations and still had a Jimmy hat on tight just because I don't want to take the chance of rolling the dice. You know what I mean? So, you just got to be on a swivel, man. Like This game is like really playing football, man. You always got to be on a swivel. You always got to be watching your back, man. And just think, like I said, man, if she telling you to go ahead, go in raw, she telling somebody else to go in raw, too. And she telling him, him, and somebody else. So, you don't never know what's really popping out here in these streets, man. So, you got to very well be protected. You know what I mean? Um, and that's something that I, you know, I advocate. Um, safe sex, man. And like I told you, go get that same saran wrap that's in the cabinet that you that you wrap that that sweet potato pie up with. You know what I mean? Use that same saran wrap to get busy. And it's a safe way to do it. Like I said, I ain't saying I do it, but somebody done told me, that somebody done told them. You feel me? <laughs> All right, so we gonna go right into the second topic. So the second topic is piggybacking off raw dogging. Um, it's called, you know, dating older women and kind of thinking that, you know, if you're dating an older woman and or a woman that has a different, you know, socioeconomic than the norm, you know, a highly educated woman or someone who's, you know, a doctor or a lawyer or educator, you would think, uh, maybe she got her stuff together. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she a teacher. You know, she's she a professor. You know, she got her stuff together. Yo, let me be the first one to tell you. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. And age matters, of course. But in a situation of in my experience, let's 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 be real right here. I'm only talking about my experience. I'm not generalizing. It's a lot of women that are older in the world that date younger men. I'm not saying all. Okay? I'm just saying in my experience of dating older women. So I'm thirty-nine years old. So back in high school, I was dating women who was in their twenties. Real talk. I was in my senior year, I was dating a twenty-two-year-old. Just to keep it funky with you. You feel me? And it was one of them things where, you know, you say, is it bad? Well, I mean, hey, my mom had me as a teenager. My father was older, so that was back in that time, right? And, you know, it's one of them things where I've always dated older women, like when I was in, in college, when I was in JUCO, I was dating a teacher, <laughs> you feel me? So all my people out there that I played ball with in, in JUCO, you, you know, if you know, if you know, you feel me? So I was dating a teacher when I was playing junior college ball. She wasn't a teacher at my school, she was an elementary school teacher, but she was in her 30s. And it was just one of them things where I've always been attracted to older women um, because I've always been mature for my age. You know, I've always been out here in these streets, um, moving around and doing grown man activities. Um, you know, not even sexual, but just making grown man choices. Um, so after my divorce, I've dated this, um, 49 year old, 50 year old bodybuilder, female banging body. I mean, when you talk about the, the prototypical, you know, female bodybuilder body, her thing was slapping. You feel me? And she was 49, 50 years old. And the one of the most immature females I've ever talked to in my life. And when I mean immature, I mean she was just so petty. She was just so naggy. She was acting like a 17 year old. And I'm like, yo, you 50 years old with your own business. You got a nice house. You got everything that you would think somebody got their stuff together from the outside looking in. And she was the most immature female I ever had, you know, pretty much talked to, you know, since my um, divorce. And I was just kinda like, Wow, and she fifty, you know, and, and I'm like probably like thirty seven at the time. So it was just kinda kinda weird, you know, and then um then I had actually dated someone a little older than her. Um and she she was a, a woman kinda older, had a banging body, you know, she was an accountant, um, had her a nice condo, you know what I mean? From the outside looking in, I'm thinking sure you had her stuff together. One of the most immature females another time. You know, like, the conversation was just so, so like, huh? Am I talking to an adult or a high schooler? You know, and it was just so crazy to me, and I'm just lifting up my, my eyebrows like, yo, like, I thought I was supposed to be, you know, if I'm dating distinguished women... The, the the conversation was different and it wasn't, you know, and I'm sure women, you feel the same way about older men. You've dated some immature older men. So I get it. You know, I understand that concept now um, that age means really nothing, you know. So that's one of them things that, you know, it was kind of like mind blowing. And then just to piggyback off the raw dog situation, a lot of these older women are OK raw dogging. You know, I don't know what it is about. um being older, but you know, and like I said, in college, the females were adamant, you gotta have the Jimmy hat. But these same women in the age group of 34 to, you know, 50 plus, they're like, go ahead, big tone, put it in Raw Rizzle. And I'm just like, no, not a chance, you know. So it's one of them things, it's kind of mind blowing, like these older women who have these established careers, um, who are doctors and lawyers and nurses and, you know, they're like, go ahead and go ahead and put it in without the condom on. And they're okay with that. And that's just kind of weird to me because, you know, um, like I said, man, I know I'm not no Ford model, you know what I mean? Um And if you're telling me to do it, you're telling somebody else to do it too. And it's just kind of weird. So that's the type of time that people are on right now. So, you know, don't think that because somebody is older that initially they're going to be more mature or you know because they have a certain job title or a certain socioeconomic status that they're going to be more mature cuz that's that's a stereotype let me be the first one to debunk that um it's it's really been you know kind of kind of interesting in this dating world to see that component um so i just want to you know encourage you to to go into this dating stuff with an open mind and um just knowing that you really can't have these stereotypes of thinking you kind of know what you' about to get into because you really don't, man. You're rolling a dice. Um, and like I said on Miss Chris' Instagram thing, man. You really don't know who you dating. You don't even know who you married to. You know what I'm saying? You be watching episodes of these documentaries and and females be married to killers for thirty years, and you know what I'm saying? And and um, I seen another documentary where this white dude was a um, a famous author and his wife was a a famous professor and he was on a down low for like 20 years and he ended up killing his wife when she found out. You know what I'm saying? And and this is a person, they living like in in upstate New York somewhere and, and they're both distinguished people. You know what I'm saying? This dude was on a down low for 20 plus years. You know what I'm saying? Bringing that sour pickle back to his wife, man. Like that's crazy. You know, And then these older women are You know, in this situation where they're like, "Man, if you have unprotected sex with me, that's okay," because if I don't do it, somebody else is going to do it, and they know that. You know what I mean? Like they know that. They know if I don't do it, somebody else is going to do it, and I don't care if you met them at the coffee shop, at the gym. It's not a certain type of woman, you know. So um, it's just kind of it's kind of weird out here in these streets, man, and. Like I've said so many times, man, if you got somebody <laughs> that you love, you better keep them and keep them close, man. Because um, these streets are unforgiving, you know. These streets don't. These streets don't love you. Um, ain't no love out here, you know. And it's a dangerous game if you don't know, and if you're not keeping your head on a swivel and understanding the rules and regulations to this stuff, man. It you'll get lost out here in the matrix for real, and you'll mess around and. You know, find somebody and you think she, you know, cute and you mess around and and have sex on the first night unprotectedly and walk around there with a sour pickle. Gee, like, you don't want that, man. Real talk. And so, like, now we piggybacking off that conversation and going to this one right here where I had this same um, conversation piece with Miss Chris on her platform where I talked about having a vasectomy. Yes. Your boy got a vasectomy at 39 years old. I had a vasectomy for eight years. That part, you feel me? I've had a vasectomy. I got that boy when I was 31 years old, man, and that was the best choice of my life, the best decision I made. Um, and then you say, okay, damn, why, why you get a vasectomy, man? You you got a long life ahead. Um, you might meet somebody. You might fall in love again. And that's all true. And the thing about life is you can get a, vas- a vasectomy reversal, Um The chances are like probably 45 to 50 percent it works, but it's still a chance. Um, But I just come from that school of, you know, I don't really like rolling the dice and that piggybacks off that using condoms like I'm always going to, you know, strap up going inside the ball game. So it's really weird to know that being in this dating world, you don't know what somebody else is doing so you can be having you can meet someone and you'd be like, yeah, you know, I trust her. I don't think she messing with nobody. But things you don't know if she's taking her birth control pills. You don't know if she's up to date with her, you know, birth control shots or if she's up to date with that um, that device that women, you know, put in their vagina. You don't know these type of things. A lot of times you just out here having sex with her and blah, blah, blah. But you don't know what her medical history is. Right. So it was important to me, you know, for a lot of reasons to get a vasectomy. And the first and foremost thing you have to do is do soul searching. Soul searching is the most important component that you can have in that choice because it's one of the biggest choices you're going to make. You're like, you're closing the bank down. You're shutting down service. You know what I mean, and uh, for me, I didn't consult with my ex-wife. I'll keep it real with you. I did not consult with my ex-wife and I don't recommend that, Right. Um, fellas, I don't recommend that. You know, I think you should always communicate effectively um, with your spouse and your significant other. I didn't do it for the reason because I was broken. Right. When I got my vasectomy, my heart was broken already. And my divorced. we just hadn't had the divorce just yet. But I was already heartbroken um, for a lot of reasons. You know, um, mentally, I wasn't prepared to be a father. Um, financially, I was prepared um i had I had enough love to give my daughter, but it was just mentally I wasn't prepared because um me and my ex-wife wasn't at a good spot you know um we wasn't we didn't our house wasn't filled with love you know and you know just to keep it real you know having my daughter has been the best thing in my life um and I'll openly and honest admit that my daughter has saved my life. Um, because I would have made some stupid choices if I didn't have her, um, being my protector, knowing that everything I'm doing is a consequence. So she's been the best thing that has ever happened to me. But at the same time, you know, mentally, I wasn't prepared to be a father, um, because I had a broken heart, um, at that time, you know, I was chasing some career goals. I was chasing some different aspirations. And, you know, um, it was just a different type of a house. You know, the house wasn't a loving home. And you never want to bring a child inside of a, of a non-loving home because that's not going to be good. And then look what happens. Eventually, we got divorced. Um, so, you know, outside of that, I didn't consult with my ex-wife. I made the appointment and then told her and said, I'm getting this and it's my choice. So it's one of them things in life. Sometimes you have to make choices where um, it's the best thing for you at the same time. Now, I knew this was going to be the best choice for me because I knew that I didn't want to have kids with her anymore. Um, but understanding that you might want to have kids in the future, you know, and it happens. And, and it's one of them things you got to swallow that pill. But knowing that, you know, now six years to being divorced and I've been a dater, um, I have no no um worries about having no kids out here. Like that's a that's one of those type of feelings where you feel like, Woo and if you're still using protection, it's a double woof. You good. You know, so you know you're not about to get nothing and then you know you ain't about to have no kids. And I mean it's scary out here having kids with certain people that you don't want to have kids with. Um, And then it's kind of weird to me too to see these different athletes and actors. And, you know, and the only reason I say them is because you see them in a public eye, but I know it's a whole bunch of Tyrones out there and a whole bunch of Jamals. You know, they got a whole bunch of different baby mamas. Um, But, you know, a whole bunch of them athletes, man, they have seven baby mamas. And that child support, bro, from seven different... Kids that you got to pay for, like, that is crazy. And I mean, you know, I got homeboys that pay child support. And and it's like, man, I wish they didn't have to do that and just work with the mom. Because for one, you don't know if that child is getting the support. And then for two, why does it have to be a price point? Why can't we work out as individuals and adults with a mediator? And you tell me what my child needs and I provide that. Why does it have to come with a cash value amount? That is so... Stupid to me. So to prevent that from happening, your boy got a vasectomy eight years ago. You know, because I knew that I probably was gonna get divorced. Um and you know, and me being a dater, this the best, you know, feeling in the world to know that I'm good out here in these streets, man. I ain't gotta worry about that. Um, you know, as long as you do it safe and protected, you ain't gotta worry about nobody coming to you talking about, you know, it's yours. No, it ain't. No, it ain't boo boo. You better go You better go tell Tyrone as his because I had a vasectomy. And understand something, when it comes with the vasectomy, um, certain women wouldn't date me when I told them I had a vasectomy. I tell them out the gate, you know, I don't try to play no games. I got a vasectomy. And certain women are like, well, I don't even want to date you because, you know, it's just the possibility of, you know, us getting together and what if I do want to have kids? And so that's kind of weird to me because you're already thinking about kids and we're on the first or second date. I'm straight anyway. So you can go ahead and exit stage left, boo-boo. Or, you know, it's the women that are more um excited because I have a vasectomy. So you, you know, you have both sides where, you know, some women like it and some women don't. Um, but you know, I'ma tell you first first and foremost, I love it. It's the best choice I've ever made because um I'm in control. You know, if I want to have more kids, I can get a reversal. If I don't the bank is closed. So, you know, it's a one of them situations because man, I remember back in the day when females have missed their pills, they had missed that first pill and they're talking about, oh, well, I gotta just take two and then I'll be straight. Nah, boo-boo. You missed the first one. You messed the whole cycle up. How you gonna take another one and pop it like it's a Skittles and get back on cycle? And and what if you did that two days or three days in a row? Now your whole cycle messed up. Like I said, what if she ain't on top of the health? You know what I mean? And then on the vice versa, you know, women, what if the fellas is out here with these sour pickles? You feel me? You don't want this guy coming to you with that sour pickle and, infect, and infecting your whole temple. You know what I mean? And you're a mother and you got kids and now you got the age dog. You don't want herpes. You don't want, you don't want HIV. You know what I mean, you got to watch these cats, man. They be on the down low out here. So you got to keep it real with yourself. Keep it real with everybody. Communication is the most important Factor in any relationship, Um, and so, like I said, man, once before. This is the one-year anniversary. We are at eight hundred plays. You can go to my Instagram page, Tony Evans, seventeen forty-eight, to check out. um, You know my page. I'm gonna do a whole bunch of different type of content. I'm gonna gonna get better at it because I really um, appreciate. The love that I've been getting out here in these streets. I appreciate the support. Um, I appreciate all the women that's been hitting me up like, yo, you're doing a great job. Um, And, you know, I'm coming from my heart. This is not coming from a place of malice. This is not coming from a place of anger. This is not coming from a place of hate. This is coming from a place of love um, and of And of compassion. So, like I said, man, this podcast is for everybody, all walks of life, men, women, single, married. um, And, you know, I welcome everybody here and I appreciate you for your ear. And we got one year in the books. And my intent is to keep going all the way to the top. And I'm out.